Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters. Sorry that we're getting started just a few minutes late for those listening live. We have got another fantastic show lined up for you guys. We have my co-host, Jack Comfrey, joining us, and I am Gina Gaudio-Graves. Together, we are the deans of Directions University and the co-founders of Divizio, the all-new affiliate network for people in all niches. And Jack, with a few glitches in technology, I think we got us all together finally. Excellent. Well, we have an awesome guest today. His name is Howard Tiano, and he shares how to outsource successfully uh, with us today. So, Howard, welcome. We're going to talk a lot about outsourcing today, I, I gather. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jack and Gina. Good Sorry for the here. delay. <laughs> and, you know, Jack, one of the things you're going to love about Howard, do you know Howard personally, Jack? Yep, we go way back. Yeah, so do Howard and I. And just so everybody else knows, one of the other things other than marketing that you guys have in common is music. So I hope we'll get into at least a little bit of a conversation about how music relates to marketing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have a concert here at the end. Uh, if we. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, well man, it's really great to uh to get to talk to you. You're probably one of the uh few people like us that aren't on a boat right now. How did that, how yeah. did that happen? Well, I, I was on the cruise for six years, uh, off and on, and uh always had a great time. Uh however they tend to you know, they'll do Eastern Caribbean, they'll do Western Caribbean, back to Eastern Caribbean. So you know, I've been to the I've been to the uh the ports many times, I've been on the ship, I've been you know, it's it. Uh, it was just a you know enough. I, I just saw everybody uh, uh, the night before, and that was really the big draw for me is hanging out with with my friends and networking. So that was that got yeah. accomplished. Uh, so that was good. Ladies and gentlemen, you've first, you've met your first person who has had enough with the Caribbean. Enough with it. Just done. I'm I'm out. <laughs> it's too pretty. It's too beautiful. The sand is too white. Yeah, well, I when understand. You live, when you live in South Florida, every day is like so. Right, you're already spoiled. What do you care? That's right. <laughs> Are you right. still in well, Indianapolis, Jack? I'm very close to Indianapolis. I'm in Richmond. Okay. <laughs> so you guys snowed in now, or? No, it skips us. There's a there's a Mother Nature's got a boycott on Richmond in our county. <laughs> uh, we should have gotten hit as hard as anybody else. It didn't make any sense. The map was weird. It looked like it was purposefully skipping us. So, no, it's just rainy today. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> All right, fire away, fire away. Well, so outsourcing, I mean, everything in your description for the show today is about outsourcing. What's going on? Give us a little uh, uh, breakdown of uh, what's happening, what's getting you out of bed in the morning these days. Okay. Well, um, going back about oh to two thousand seven, uh, I decided. So I sort of discovered outsourcing. Uh, I had gotten into some online marketing for about a year or two prior, and was really getting bogged down with technical issues and all the all the different skill sets that you need to mount an online business and. Some I read somewhere about Elance and you can have people do it for just a fraction of, uh, you know, what you pay in the U.S. And it was like, wow, really? And I delved into it. And, uh, you know, as a uh, as a business owner, I had a, a music agency and we, you know, bands for, you know, weddings and country clubs and corporate events and this and that. So I was used to having a team and I had a, you know, office staff and, you know, it just never dawned on me that I could outsource my online business. It just just didn't even occur to me. So it was uh, it was a thrilling discovery uh, to be able to get all the the stuff off my plate that I hated to do. And 
and of course the redundant and you know things that are not really worth our time as as online business owners or offline business owners. So that's how I sort of discovered that. And uh, you'll, you'll, you'll notice in the you know internet marketing niche, uh, there are certain people that sort of have a corner on different aspects. There's copywriters. There's people doing the Facebook ads. There's people doing pay-per-click, and they're sort of uh, gurus in that realm. And at that point, there was no nobody had the outsourcing niche. Uh, so mm-hmm. I decided, hey, it might as well be me. And <clears throat> under the tutelage of, uh, you know, the late great Sylvie Fortin and, you know, various other folks, I started to, I decided to become the outsourcer, or as I say in my character voice, the outsourcer. And, uh, <laughs> And it, you know, I decided to go to uh, at the time Armin Morin was doing the big the big seminar, and I I don I got a, a Harry Potter wizard hat, and uh, I had an airbrushed purple T-shirt, and and I went with my camcorder and I went to the big seminar, and I would sort of ambush all the speakers to get their best tip on outsourcing, and uh, and then in in, uh, in post production I added smoke and lightning and sound effects to to make it a little more uh, a little more fun you know outsourcing is a bit of a mm-hmm. dry topic so I, I made it a little more fun and uh, it worked out pretty good for a while uh, but I but I found out really outsourcing was not as sexy as you know push a button and money comes out of your computer kind of thing. So yeah. uh, because pe- people would look at it as an expense rather than a way to scale your business and, and, and really enjoy your business more. So when you're offloading those tasks that you just didn't like to do or didn't, didn't have the skill set, you know, I, I, I still maintain that if you know how to outsource, that's the only skill set you need. You know, you could, you could just literally outsource uh, everything. So, yeah. uh, uh, so that's a that's an important skill set. So uh, after a while, uh, you know, I was the outsourcer for a few years, and I that was a really sticky brand for years. After I sort of stopped doing it, people would would recognize me and say, "Oh, you're the outsourcer." So it was really a, a, a sticky brand, and it was a, a good lesson in branding. So I just I just kept the label, and I just still called myself the outsourcer. And uh, uh, now I've more or less have refined it into adding in, uh, you know, how to systemize, how to delegate, automate. So those things all work together. I, I, you know, I, I couldn't come up with a better acronym than SAD. This is the SAD method, S-A-D, <laughs> systemize, automate, and delegate, okay? So uh, it's the SAD method <laughs> until I come up with something better. Uh, <laughs> I might, I, I might be able to help you with that. That that might not be the very best one, but we can do something. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, it, it gets the message across, and, and as it relates to right. traffic, it's changed a lot. Uh, you know, back in uh, 2009, uh, you know, it was a whole different story. We we were uh, hiring guys to do our link building, and we hired. Uh, you know, guys to do all the various uh, aspects of getting traffic. Um, And nowadays it's sort of changed more to to hiring services. For instance, link building, you know, we don't have, or at least I don't have guys uh, anymore just sitting around building links. Now there's automated Mm -hmm. tools now there's services like Link Emperor or something. You know, you just you just cut a check and they, you know, they get you all your links and they drip it and do what do what is necessary to make it work. So uh, it's changed a lot over the years. And of course, you have sites like Fiverr that have cropped up. That uh, now it's very very easy for anybody to just sort of delve in without any risk of uh, a lot of money and frustration and and whatnot. So Fiverr has really uh, uh, been a game changer in the outsourcing world. Yeah. And uh, I've been doing local marketing for the last several years. 
And uh, my first major product uh, was outsourcing for offline consultants. You know, a lot of a lot of people, uh, you know, were not really considering outsourcing because it was an expense. A lot of most of the people, you know, depending on who you talk to, anywhere between seventy and ninety percent of people in this in this space are not really making money. And right. if you're not making money, you, you have to be making money to outsource and have that be a return on your investment. So uh, that was a, that was a, a situation uh, which made it difficult to really, you know, create uh, big products around outsourcing. Uh, although John Reese uh, had done it uh, uh, pretty well several years ago and uh, with his outsource force product. But uh, the consulting, the offline consulting, and, and, and uh, th- that by definition is, is really uh, just helping local businesses with their internet marketing, uh, and that's a very popular space, and it's a, it's a lucrative space. And and the offline consultants really were people that needed a steady flow of tasks done because their clients, you know, required you know, whatever uh, service you were providing for them. So you really needed a, a, a team and a system in place to accomplish that. So I, I created a product called Offline Cash Blueprint, which uh, created systems and training for outsourcers to do all the tasks that were required of offline consultants to provide services for their, their clients. So that I piggybacked off of uh, Howie Schwartz's product, and this is going back to 2009, where it was sort of first, uh, you know, first became a popular topic, you know, amongst this uh, the internet marketing niche. You know, Kevin Wilkie and Howie were, were pretty much the uh, the pioneers in this in this space. So I sort of piggybacked mm-hmm. off of Howie's uh, product, and that that uh, was my first main, you know, big product there, and. Uh, you know, but now it's just a, it's totally different outsourcing. Uh, uh, but for as far as outsourcing traffic, you know, now there's all you know kinds of services that you could outsource your pay per click and outsource your link building and outsource your social signals and they have social media managers and so there's there's a lot of ways to take that off your plate, but you still need to systemize. Uh, the processes that you use or, or whoever it is that, you know, whatever business model people are pursuing, there are more specific tasks. You know, if you're doing a Shopify store, you know, you'll need a certain set of tasks and as opposed to if you're doing, you know, local consulting or affiliate marketing. So so there's everybody's got a little something different going on and you really uh, need to look at exactly what those tasks are sort of quantify them, write them down, make videos on how to do it, et cetera, and you so that you can hand it off and hence the you know, the systemize, you know, then you look at what you can automate and, you know, there's a lot of tools out now to automate a lot of processes. And then the the rest of the stuff you delegate. So that's sort of the, the process that I use uh when looking at a new business model or uh, you know, looking at a, a set of tasks or a process uh, is that method. Yeah. So it really takes a lot of organization on your part to get yourself set up to then take it easy and turn it over to, you know, to the, the delegation yeah. after you got automated, after you got systems. You yeah. got to get those two things before you can really delegate effectively. And if you're on a tight budget, you got to make sure you hand that off just right. You know, you got to exactly. you got to get it all set up and then and then go. Because it's you know sometimes I think there's people who have um, people who've been working with them for a while or or uh, you know um, they might want to make a switch in a team where they're going to have two salaries there for a second while they're outsourcing and onboarding that outsourcer and. Uh, you know the people who have been doing stuff for you because I think right. a lot of people don't they don't a lot of people have people and they just pick them up over the years and everything else and they want to start doing something new or you know I think it's I don't think anybody when they really look at the outsourcing thing thinks that there's any problem with it on the surface I think that when people get 
right down and dirty with it, it's like, all right, how am I going to actually do this? And for you to have a system, you know, just to let them understand, you know, there's a process for this and there's there's an easy way to do it. Uh, even if the work is hard, there's an easy way to understand what needs to be done. Um, you know, get those videos done, get your processes done and, and go. Uh, so where are people where are people picking up uh, really good help these days? Is there anything new? It used to be onlinejobs.ph, um, and then there were some some folks who were making recommendations of their own. They have their own shops over in the Philippines now, and uh, mm-hmm. you, you more go over and say to the shop, "I need this stuff," and then they just take care of the actual person or persons who are going to do it. What's the what's the uh, practice well, these days? The, the deal with onlinejobs.ph is that it's that's basically a job board. You don't really have, you know, they self-assess their skills, which, you know, it's like a resume. Yeah. Did anybody ever inflate their, you know, resume? Uh, hello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, and and they're not there. You don't really see buyer feedback. You know, that's the main the main thing is is that. You know, if you go to a site like uh, Upwork, which used to be Odesk, uh, you'll see there's buyer feedback. You'll see people give them ratings. They'll make comments. So you get a, You can filter out people, for instance, like, uh, you know, you only want to, you know, do a search and filter out people who have a 4.5 out of 5 star rating. So you've already eliminated, the, you know, a lot of uh, the deadbeats. <laughs> uh you know, or people that, you know, couldn't deliver, you know, not to disparage anybody. You've got to start somewhere. But, uh, you know, the buyer feedback was a big thing. Otherwise, you're finding you're getting people that are may or may not be trained well. Um, you know, so that was that was an issue. You know, there are some outsourcing yeah. companies that say, oh, yeah, the guys are trained and blah, blah. No, they're not trained. They're, you know, I, I get them and, you know, they total, totally be not trained. I would have to, um, and, and on basic stuff. So, uh, you know, you can't, you can't have one of, the, one of the misconceptions is you get a VA and they can, a VA virtual assistant, and they can do everything. You know, you find one person, oh, they're going to do everything for you. No. You know, usually yeah. they'll have, you know, one or two skill sets. When I first started, um, I picked somebody that had tech skills and could also do some graphics. Uh, you know, graphics enough to do website headers, you know, a, a meme or an image of, of some kind for a blog post, that, that kind of thing. You know, they didn't have yeah. to be like, super designers. So usually you'll find, maybe you'll find a website tech person that can do some writing, uh, generally, I like I like U.S. writers, you know, better for for uh, most things. You know, the the uh, uh, you being a content desk person, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, know the know the value of good content. Your content's got to be good. You can't just spray, you know, uh, mediocre content out there and and or spun content and expect to really uh, you know have sticky website and get repeat visitors and really build a brand. You know, nowadays it's a different it's a different business, um, right? So, um, you know, the the thing is, people say, well, who should your first hire be? You know, some people say, oh, it should be your customer support. Well, you know, if you're if you if you need help in your customer support, you've already got products going out. You, you've already you've already gone through a, 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 a you know a fairly uh, complicated run of skills that you've already got done yourself, you know, creating your product and doing the marketing, writing your copy. You've already done all that stuff, and you need help with your customer support. So most people are not in that. I would say most people get stuck at the technical aspects. You know, they don't really know good copywriting, whatnot. So uh, I would say, you know, look at your business. Look at what you need. Start with what you really hate doing and what you're really weak at. That's because it gives you a psychological benefit right off the bat, you know, because you get the stuff off your plate 
that you don't like to do and uh, or you're weak at doing. You know, you don't want to spend hours trying to get a website up in this where you could just spend, you know, 15 minutes writing a job description and, uh, you know, send it out at 8 o'clock uh, at night and wake up the next morning and it's done. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no better feeling than that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. so let's let's give them get give them something to chew on here, and give us give us okay. a success story. Give us something that because you've had so many years in this, you've had so many people you've worked with, and and you can choose one of your own, or you can choose a client. But give us what this looks like um, on the ground and the results. So you hooked somebody up with all the right things they needed to do to get outsourced and everything. Um, you know, what did their business look like before and what did it look like after uh, for one of your good ones? Well, I would say, I would say personally uh, is, I'd say it's really been helpful in the consulting realm, uh, doing for local businesses. Uh, I found that when I first started, I would really take on any client in any niche with any service. If they needed something, I could do it. And, and uh, I figured I could always outsource it. And, and uh, what really happened was, you know, I'd get clients who were all in different verticals. You know, I'd get a, a plumber and I'd get a doctor and I'd get a, uh, you know, pharmacist. And, I, you know, so I'd get all kinds of different – so I would have to research the niche and, and understand what their – their their customers or patients wanted and needed and get the messaging right and maybe they had a good reputation but they they weren't ranking maybe they were ranking mm-hmm. and they had a bad reputation you know so there was all different kinds of things so i wound up um you know it was just a struggle because there was no set uh way of a getting and and, and filtering and getting the right clients that i wanted that had the money um, you know, you you know, you you if you have a client that's a pizza place, you know, what's the value of their customer walking in the door? Five bucks, maybe ten bucks. You know, whereas a plastic surgeon, you know, it's maybe four or five thousand a customer's worth for them. So so obviously you want to go with a customer that can afford your services and understands the value of your services. So. Uh, so going from just scattershot, whoever walked in the door, uh, kind of a client, I was a little more deliberate on the niches I wanted to do. So I had started up some uh, systems as far as prospecting and, and closing and uh, nurturing clients, uh, you know, because sometimes it takes a while to get them to, uh, you know, put the name on the dotted line there. So you had to nurture them, get them to like you, trust you, know you, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. uh, some of that you can automate. Some of that I'd have to, you know, get on the phone and, and, uh, or meet them networking or whatever. But there are things that, you know, like lead pages, like sites uh, that needed to be put up, like autoresponders, sequences that needed to be written, uh, things like that. And so that was something that I delegated. And then you needed, you needed instead of trying to do 20 or 30 different services for all different kinds of businesses, I started focusing on, you know, two or three. And uh, so that way I could systemize, uh, you know, the people that came in, onboarding them, uh, following up with them, and then fulfilling the service. I was never fond of fulfilling the service, doing SEO, and, you know, it wasn't the most fun thing for me to do. So I started, you know, I actually had, you know, team in place to to do the fulfillment. So, um, you know, so I was more in, you know, relegated to marketing and sales. And that's how <clears throat> my business changed as I started systemizing and, and, and assessing, okay, what do I need, where am I going, and then putting uh, – uh, processes in place and saying, okay, this I can outsource, this I can't. You know, because there's certain things that you shouldn't outsource and certain things you sh- you should outsource. You know, when it comes to networking, making deals, j- joint ventures, that you don't really want to outsource. I mean, you could you could have. 
somebody who is, you know, following up a lead or setting appointments, that's fine. But sometimes, and you can have a sales team. I mean, you know, you could you could do that. But a lot of the business, uh, my business was built around my uh, my quote my mojo. You know, the the uh, the impression that you know that I would. Uh, give them that I am the expert, I'm the authority, that would make them more comfortable. It wasn't just a, a company and here's, you know, right. you're getting a, a receptionist calling you, you know, to try and close a, a $5,000 a month client. That wasn't going to work too well. So there, so there are things that you should do, things that you don't do if you're an expert or a guru in a certain, uh, a certain area. Uh, you're the guru. You're the brand. You you know you, you need to be creating your content. You know you can do a uh, content creation and then have uh, an outsourcer take your content and repurpose it in various ways. You know make a video out of it, a podcast out of it, create articles, a press release, etc. So they can repurpose it, but you will be responsible for the 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 main content that you're doing. What do you think about? Uh, okay, so. You know, outsourcing 101, you've got stuff you need to do. You've got stuff you need other people to do. You make a list of uh, systems, and you automate, and you delegate those things to the people who uh, are not you, <laughs> that, that right. are um, easily passed on and all of that. So that's so let's call that 101. Now, uh, 201 might be to use leverage. And you said earlier, um, you know, your your mojo is what gets people in the door, and I totally agree with that. You know, it gets uh, um, you have to get the attention, you have to get the clients to know who you are, so they know they're in good hands. It's virtually impossible to just pretend like you. You know, picture the last time you got a uh, if you were a local business, the last time they got a yellow pages. I don't even know if those guys still exist, but uh, <laughs> ad for we'll take care of all your marketing and how impersonal that is. And if you've ever done anything like this before with local marketing, you've got new clients who have been through that already. <laughs> it sucks. And I don't even know how they made any sales, but, but there's a leverage point that you can use to, uh, let's say traffic and notoriety and authority in your market is the paramount concern, which it is. And I don't care what business you're in. That is the paramount concern for every mm -hmm. business. It's, Traffic, authority, and uh, influence. So, yes, you have to be the one who talks and makes new connections with JVs, and JVs can just be people who send you notoriety for in exchange for something awesome. But what you can use your outsourcers for is to help make that thing that's awesome more awesomer. So one of the things that I teach people in Bending the Web is, you know, it's kind of silly to try to build your own presence on the web from the ground up stealing everybody else's uh, attention away from their lists, which is really hard. Most people don't talk about that with list building, but somebody's already got the people you're going after on their list, and they'd like to keep them. And they worked really hard and spent a lot of money and took a lot of time to get those people on that list. If you're in any industry, there's a lot of crossover. It's not brand new yeah. people. It's not a brand new list. These aren't people yeah. who are popping out just to, just to consume your products. So we always look at everybody like competition. You know, it's a novice business move, a business person's move to go, oh, God, look at all these people with competition, but it's a really good niche. I'm going into it. I'm going to do it. I want to build it all from the ground up, one person at a time following me on Facebook, one person at a time uh, getting on my list, and in three or four decades, I'll be really <laughs> killing it, you know? Um, yeah. And it really feels like that. When you're working like yeah. that, you feel like you've been doing it for decades, and it's only been five minutes. It's not even lunchtime yet. So... What what could they do to use outsourcers to make some some experience for somebody who's already got all of that traffic? I always say the web's so overly built and redundant. The amount of bandwidth that we all buy that hardly any of us use all of, it's just sitting there, right? And the hosting accounts and the you know the websites, and we always try to come up with a different domain that hasn't been captured yet, and we pretend like we're just pioneers out there having to do it, cut down the trees, build a log cabin ourselves except there's a lot of people out there who came before you who have all of the traffic you want. They have 50,000 Facebook followers. They have a 25,000-person targeted buyers list. They have all of this stuff, and you're going to wait for nine months, one year, two years before you have that, before you can have what they've got. You covet what they have. I wish I was there already. wish I had that guy's stage to stand on. 
And then the bell rings. <laughs> the lights go on. It's like, wait a minute, I could go stand on that dude's stage right now and experience what it's like to be that guy right now. If only I could get him something that would ingratiate him towards me and and make, you know, have him just mention me in front of those 50,000 Facebook followers and have him let me guest post on his site and have him mail something for me on his list. Why, I could have the same exact experience right now as a brand new business with none of those things of my own and start to bring in those things of my own because your list will start building, your Facebook fans will start building, your sales will certainly start building, and you'll get to feel the power of that person's ability to just open up his email send something out and start making cash. But nobody knows how to do that. Nobody even knows that that's even a thing. But you do favors for people, right? So what if you took your outsourcer and had them take a piece of that dude's content and split it up 15 different ways and spread it out? I mean, your outsourcer costs you pennies on the dollar. And the the prospective outcome of this is going to be massively huge, right? I mean, you're only going to go after somebody who can shine a giant spotlight on you in front of thousands of people, right, who will go anywhere he tells them to go on his word. So what if you just did favors for people and said, hey, I just took the liberty of taking your article and turning it into a video, slide share, Pinterest, blah, 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 infographic and everything else, and uh, here it is. I didn't want to, you know, put it out there for you. I wanted you to see what it looked like and everything. Here's the whole package. Uh, just wanted to say thanks because I've learned so much from you over the years and blah, 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 blah. And we, I send people to you all the time. And, you know, there you go. What a great icebreaker, right? Is that a good use yeah. of an outsourcer? Yeah, yeah you, can, you can have an outsourcer do that. Uh, you know, that's a great method of... Uh, garnering relationships in the in the industry and and getting yourself noticed. Uh, it's like uh, <clears throat> you know I did a uh, a tele seminar series uh, for uh, oh, um, David Fry. Remember he was he did a yeah. he did a couple of years back and you know, on various topics. One of them was on outsourcing and. So I did a uh, you know an hour call with him, and at the end he sent me um, the uh, sent out cards uh, brownies, and you know just just that was a classy a classy move you know it was just a mm-hmm. you know it, it 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 stuck out in my mind. So there's you definitely want to be sticking out in people's mind, getting it on their radar, uh, making video uh, emails is is a good thing and. Uh, uh, even with all the video that we hear, still people are not doing video emails, and that was a no. uh, when I when I launched my uh, thing in 2009 or 2010 was it? I I had a video email that I would send out and, and links, you know, a template with buttons and links that would give yeah. instead of sending them to a JV page, I sort of had you know everything like a in this in this video template, and this way you know if they didn't get to know me, there was. You know, there was a way, I had a little bio video, I had, you know, it was a video was a great way of doing it and scanning out. That's why the outsourcer uh, persona made me stand out. Everybody would remember that, you know. Uh, you know, it wasn't on this necessarily on the strength of my content as it was on the personal brand. It was entertainment. People want to be entertained. You know, um, that's part of it too. It's it's edutainment, you know, as the as the phrase goes. So, um, and some of that you could outsource, and some of that you, you know you obviously got to do yourself. But when it comes yeah. to the the uh, the mechanics of of promotion and getting it out there, yeah, the outsourcer would definitely be a, a good piece of that puzzle and repurposing your content and creating all this stuff for you to uh, make overtures to affiliates or major affiliates or JV partners, strategic partnerships. Um, you know, people forget, okay, if I have this idea, I need somebody that has a big list, I need traffic, I need this, I need that. You know, all of that stuff you could, you could um, find people that have. Uh, and mm-hmm. now you just have to create a deal, make it like what's in it for them. And, you know, you can get creative. You can give them a part of the deal. You can pay them. You could, do, you know, you could do all kinds of things. So um, <clears throat> so that's another way of, you know, leveraging uh, relationships, leveraging other people's lists, leveraging their authority, 
you know, the whole interview product thing was leveraging associations, you know, leveraging other people's authority. And yeah. uh, I love that. Know, I love the idea of 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 thinking in terms of everything you need to have done in house for yourself. One of the other things that you need done for yourself that that um, could be helped by your outsourcing team or your person is is that leveraging stuff. Like, how do I get yeah. in front of people just right now? I don't care about what I'm going to be doing in two years. I don't want to build something for two years to get it to the point that it's going to be making all my goals or six months even. Why wait if you can do it now? A lot of people would like to have their six-month goal happen in two months or one month, <laughs> you know, or in a couple of weeks. I mean, it only takes one dude to mention you. One of the things that I um, I always tell about is uh, one of the biggest successes of the Authority Black Book that I wrote in 2007 and 2008 was uh, – one, I gave it away for free, and everybody else was selling. Social media stuff was not for free then. It was so new, and everybody wanted to know how to use it to make a bunch of money, get a bunch of big lists and all that. There was no need to give anything away. Everybody was willing to buy anything, but I gave mine away and uh, kind of gutted the market right off the bat and made some enemies. But, you know, you're going to you're gonna get a couple of eggshells in your <laughs> mix when you're making breakfast. And... Uh, and the the other thing that that made it was John Reese. He just picked it up and mailed for it. He thought it was such a neat resource, and I had built such a relationship with him over the years. It was still a surprise to me because I was t- I was telling everybody how they could get an affiliate link, and if they give it away, they'd make an affiliate commission. That anybody would just pick it up, especially from the internet marketing niche, because we're the ones who invented affiliate marketing. You know, we don't go anywhere without an affiliate link, right? We don't recommend anything yeah. without an affiliate link. John Reese picked it up to his giant, giant list, uh, which was still fresh, hot, and frothy from his million-dollar day, and uh, just mailed it and said, you guys ought to download this. And he did it because it made him look good. He knew it was a really badass resource, and he knew that his list needed content. Even all the way back then, he had a sense that if I keep mailing my list stuff to buy, they're going to stop listening at some point. And probably had maybe even gotten to that point a little bit, and he wanted to keep his list fresh. So he picked right. up the book and just mailed the direct link for it. He didn't even put it in a tracker to see how many people went. But 50,000 downloads later of that book, I turned that list into a $750,000 uh, sale that fall of um, a high-end product that I was selling. So his little favor, plus all of the other attention that was garnered through it and everything, all of that combined, uh, giving away something free was, you know, I mean, you exactly. You could use outsourcers to help to ingratiate you in that way to people in your niche. They don't cost hardly anything, right? <laughs> and if they're going to be doing work for you, make sure that the work they're doing for you, isn't it, isn't it important that as soon as you hire them, you know what's, what part of what they're going to be doing is going to help pay for themselves, right? Yes. <clears throat> now, I mean, that said, uh, you know, the, the you know, the, a lot of people in the out, you know in the outsourcing niche still push the oh the two dollar an hour outsourcer from the Philippines mm-hmm. and you know you're only going to get so much skills out of two dollar outsourcing. Yes, they make you know the the cost of living is less and there's you know the geo arbitrage thing. Uh, uh, yeah, no, we're not talking about that kind of outsourcing. Right, <laughs> right, you got you know you gotta you gotta outsource up. Okay, you you know right. if you if you if you need you know copy done or you need uh, uh, a really good logo or something like that beyond your skill set, you got to hire somebody that can do it better than you. And sometimes you got to pay more for that. And, and uh, you know if you're having someone doing your pay per click or doing your social media, you know you you got to pay more than two dollars an hour. I'm sorry, you know you just <laughs> it costs right. you more, you know. And right. if, you, if you're doing a WordPress, a WordPress plugin or some sort of software, you don't want to just hire any any coder that is going to, you know, maybe a steal your idea, b not be around to support your product when 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 it breaks. So you you, you need to pay more, you know. So the right. whole two dollar thing is okay for 
you know, basic stuff to put up your blog and, you know, whatever. But if you you need them to be an integral part of your 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 team, you need to pay more. It's going to cost you more. Yeah. Uh, and and um, <clears throat> you well, know, the, I think the, people's, uh, people's ideas on what is cheap and what's expensive uh, might have changed because I've had American um, workers uh, for everything you can possibly think of. So I know what the difference between right. them and the amount of money they need and a really good outsourcer like you're talking about. And it's a quarter to a half of what I have to pay somebody down the street to do it just because they're yeah. in the borders of the United States. Right. Uh, so that's the kind of outsourcer I'm talking about, and that's why I consider them cheap because I know what the difference is. A lot, Most people never even go there, right? So they don't have a frame of reference. So they get a little excited about that idea of 2 or $3 an hour, and, and yeah. uh, you've got to make sure you don't let yourself believe that you're going to get very much for that. Right. Right now, now the 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 way I've structured uh, my business is I have a VA, an assistant that will uh, sort of almost like a project manager, you know. So uh, she will help manage some of the projects and manage the other outsourcers. Um, that that I that, yeah, I wanted to get to that. So I'm glad you're bringing this up. Yeah, this makes so everything different. Her, right. You have a key person, and then they can. Take whatever you need, and they'll go to Fiverr for you. They'll go to you know Odesk Upwork for you, and uh, you know so there so there's uh and, and then there's the services. So you're 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 hiring services for for things. You know maybe it's it's uh, social signals for your website or something. Maybe it's it's uh, you know you need a, a design for product. You know, so you need a whole set of graphics and all that stuff. So you know, there's 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 things that you could do on Fiverr, things that you need, you know, uh, uh, other. You can get some great stuff on Fiverr. That's really that's really a game changer in the outsourcing world when Fiverr came along. Um, yeah. it's, you know, but you still wind up having to. Uh, and this is this is what I advise people is um, even when you're using stuff like Fiverr, if you want a logo done. Hire three or four people to do the job. Okay, so it costs you twenty bucks instead of five bucks. But if you have four people working on your your, your same project, you know you're, you're bound. You're, you've increased the odds you're going to get something that's usable. Um, yeah. You know, if you, if you do one, we well, just a had time, somebody going through that. Yeah, she she was kind of bound to the guy after a while because they'd gone back and forth on a design for a logo for. But you know, she didn't go to anybody else, and he just kept sucking, but kept uh, yeah. saying he'll do better. And she wasted, yeah. you know, some some considerable time going back and forth with somebody that, uh, you know, she would have done better. She went to 99 Designs, and that's where you let everybody fight for it. And you got right. a whole bunch exactly. of people coming in. It's the same concept that you're talking about. Get people, get more people involved. If it's super cheap like that, you can certainly afford it, right? Yeah, well, 99 Designs isn't necessarily cheap, you know. Um, 99 Designs is not, no. <laughs> no, no. Crowdsourcing is, a, is another new thing that, you know, in the last few years uh, that has changed the face of the out, of the outsourcing rather than, you know, in particular in graphics, uh, you know, if you want a, a logo, you know, you go, you hire one, uh, one designer, you're going to get, you know, three or four um, – options, you know, concepts yeah. or something. But, you know, it's coming out of one person's brain, so it's only, you know, you're limiting yourself. Where you, you put it on a, a site like 99designs, now, and, and if you pay enough, you'll get a lot of people uh, doing the work for you on spec. Uh, you can get some incredible designs that you never would have thought of or you wouldn't have gotten out of one person. So if it's, if it's a personal brand or something that's an important thing, go to 99designs. Uh, definitely, they will be able to uh, do a, a great job on that. Um, there's uh, all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, there's crowdsourcing for music. You know, we, we, we haven't talked about music yet. Uh, uh oh, we're going to get in trouble if we don't talk about music. <laughs> I just came across a site last night where it's, you know, it's a crowdsourcing site for music. And people want jingles, or they want a, 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 a first dance for their wedding, or they want a, a you know a, a, 
a song for background music for their product or whatever it is, and you know people are bidding on it and submitting you know their their music for you. So it's it crowd crowdsourcing is another major uh, trend in outsourcing that that uh, uh, is is a great a great uh, tool in the arsenal. Let's uh-huh. let's get back to the uh, the the main person because I think this is a really important point because I honestly to full disclosure never got the outsourcing thing down until I figured this out and that's when you were just getting ready to talk about getting your main person your project coordinator what yeah. I like to call my right hand person who I yeah. can go to about all kinds of things because here's the thing you can go to Fiverr. And the time you're going to spend going back and forth on email with that person at Fiverr makes you start immediately to think, I could have done this myself. It would have been crappier. <laughs> it would have been, yeah, but I, I would have had it by now and I could launch right now instead of going back and forth. There's a lot of work right. to organizing outsourcers, right? Yeah. Can you expand a bit on how you use that main person, your project coordinator or, or whatever you call them, to have them go out and haggle with people on Fiverr and all this other stuff, because that does take time just to manage all that junk. And you don't really feel like you're getting that much out of outsourcing when you have to do that stuff still. Yes. All right. Well, here's here's, um, having a a project manager or a VA to sort of handle and organize the details, the little minutiae of your online business, because let's face it, there's a lot, a lot of minutiae. In, in an online business, and yeah. uh, it's it's really helpful to um, to have somebody. You talked about uh, an, an example that, that going back uh, several years. Um, I it was like in September, October, and I decided, oh, okay, Amazon. You know, Christmas is coming, and you can put up all these little Amazon sites and. Uh, you know, you can get them ranked and you can uh, make Amazon commissions and, you know, you want to get it all done for holidays. So I hired like six six people um, to create all these websites. You know, I had a, 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 a model I wanted them to follow and a method I wanted them to follow, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, in the Philippines, they're, you know, they're, they're the opposite time zone. So here I am in the middle of the night, I've got I've got six Yahoo Messenger screens up on my monitor. I only had one monitor at the time, right? And I'm and I'm uh, uh, I'm trying to to communicate and, and keep track of each person's project and where they're at <laughs> and where they're having trouble. It was a nightmare, a nightmare. nightmare. And uh, so I realized, oh, I need somebody. You know, I need somebody to manage all this crap, and. So I, so I, and they needed to have project management skills, and this way I could sort of direct them, and I, and and they can handle the minutia, and so that's what I did. Now to get somebody with that skill set, you have to pay more. You know, you're gonna. What are you, you talking? Know, give me, give me a range. Well, what do you think? What do you? If you're getting someone from the Philippines, you could pay them, you know, in the range of ten dollars an hour. Um, which is which is a lot for the Philippines, but if you and if you're talking, uh, you know, somebody who's actually a U.S.-based, experienced marketer, you're going to need to pay more, like you know, 25 an hour. And there's some VAs that can that can charge 50 an hour, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so it depends on what you need, but you're going to need person with skill set. Otherwise, you know, if you try to to get by on the cheap. You know, you get what you pay for for the most part, and you know you're 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 only going to find out oh they couldn't really do this and they couldn't you know because uh, they're going to have to make some decisions. They can't be calling you all the time or emailing you all the time. Oh, what should I do here? Right. What should I do there? You know. So um, the more you pay, the more the more you're going to get. I talk to pe- people I know, friends I know, uh, and they're. They have their own, you know, websites and marketing that they do, and they're working for more advanced, you know, gurus, and they pay them well. You know, the, now, you know, now you're talking, you know, uh, you know, six-figure salary kind of thing, which which right. is beyond mo- what most people uh, need at this point. But you know, you got to assess the skills. You're going to pay 
you know, somewhere in the twenty-five to fifty and a dollar an hour. Now that doesn't mean you you hire them full time. You can have them do you know five to ten hours a week to start. You could you could share somebody with other marketer friends of yours. You know, you can say, hey, I got this great guy, but I can't afford to pay him a full time job. Uh, do you want to you know share his services, split the costs? So that's another way of leveraging you know talent but including other people in there. So um, right. that might be a route you can take. But the, you need somebody that can do project management. Some people need like a secretary and they'll make appointments and they'll follow up and, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't have that kind of business. It's more of a project management kind of business. Um, right, right. But they need, yeah, you need to be able to communicate. They have to be taken care of enough to be able to yeah. be comfortable and happy and dedicated 100% right. to uh, the right. work that you've hired them for. Even if it's part-time and you help them get to full-time by sharing with the, somebody else, they're, right. they're not trying to figure out how they're going to pay all their bills and everything else, and then they start right. spending on their work, even if they're really good. Everybody can go through that. Every human being, no matter how good and dedicated and loyal you are, if you have problems making ends meet, you're going to be distracted and your work is going to suffer from it. So everybody should realize that, you know, Filipinos or or anybody else are no different whatsoever. And so right. if you try to skimp them, you know, it's going to have an effect on the kind of work that and their, their readiness. If you need something, somebody you can go to in an emergency and say, drop what you're doing I need you to do this. Well, if what they were doing was for somebody else who's paying them, they can't just drop it, especially if they're already on deadline. If they're your person, they the thing they're dropping is whatever else you had them doing. So you can make that choice and go drop that, pick this right. up, and let's go. We've got to do this thing because it's really important. And that could be right. something like the leverage stuff we talked about before. So-and-so loved what we did for them. They want me to be on a, uh, on a webinar, uh, and they want my people, they want me to mail to be on that webinar too. So I need to be on, okay, I've got to get the mailer up. Wait a minute, I'll just tell her or him and, you know, drop what you're doing right now. Get this mail out right now. i got to go do some other stuff because you need some slides for this webinar and i got to put those together. Or i got to rearrange the ones you made for me so they fit this webinar. You're going to need stuff like that. Success comes with those kinds of things. <laughs> and you need yeah. somebody who is your right-hand person who can understand immediately what you need done already has all the logins to everything, can go take the email and put it in there and send it out uh, with your instructions in shorthand without having to go over, I don't know how, I don't know where the login is because I'm just a part-time person and I wouldn't care to, (laughs) you know, keep track of that. So it's really, really important to have a person like that. In bonus then, if you make a nice nice, uh, chunk of change on a product launch, you take care of them with that. Absolutely, Um, because they had a lot to do with it. If you're using them right, they had a lot to do with the success of it, so they should get a piece of it. Yeah, and and uh, you know you want somebody that's that, and I and I remember John Reese saying this when he was talking about outsource force and whatnot. It's like he wants to be able to like be sitting on a lounge chair. He gets an idea for something. He can call up his his uh, his his VA, his project manager, and say, "Here's the idea. Here's what I want to do. Blah 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 blah. Uh, do it." And then like you know a couple of days later, okay, it's done. Take a look at it. <laughs> right. You, know, you have very little input into it. You know, you don't have to micromanage them. You, they can they can pretty much run with the project. Right. And you what know, a great so, feeling! Can you describe that for people so they can feel what that's like? Because there's all those things that we talked about already today. That's got people listening who haven't done outsourcing yet, or VAs, or anything like that. A little bit, maybe a little bit nervous still, but but let's give them an, a picture of what it looks like on the other side, because they should be very very excited about this stuff, not hesitant about it. And there will be some things to set up and some you know hurdles to jump and things. But once you have this set up, what's it feel like, Howard, to have all of this at your fingertips and have your business where there's people you can really count on. You can just give them a call or drop them a Skype and say this needs to be done, and you can go and you know while you're out. That, that it is getting done. What's that feel like? It's a it's a feeling of freedom because I've been on the side of having to do it myself, and I've been on the side of of uh, you know of, of not outsourcing correctly and hiring people that really couldn't do the job, and you know losing time, losing money, 
not you know so i've i've been through all the you know i've paid my dues so to speak so to speak. yeah uh and and it's and it's worth it coming out the other time because you know part of the uh, allure of internet marketing is you know the quote the internet lifestyle which you know by the way i don't i don't know anybody that just totally can just you know sit on a beach and with a laptop and work, you know, an hour a day or the four hour work week or whatever it is, you know, most successful online entrepreneurs work pretty hard uh, and and they put in a lot of hours. That said, you know, they're doing things, you reach a point where you can do things that you enjoy doing, things that are more bigger picture, strategic, marketing, you're not in the weeds doing, you know, figuring out what WordPress theme to use and, you know. Uh, you, you, may be, you, know you may be busy, but you're not necessarily categorizing what you're doing as work. Right. You know, I mean, right. there, are, there are marketers, a whole boatload of them, literally somewhere out in the Caribbean right now, who work hard. Right. If you look at it in that way, but they're working right now on a boat in the middle of the Caribbean. They're, they're making the deals that we talked about earlier yes, that only yes. you could be doing. They're doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, nobody literally goes to the marketer's cruise unless they've got a few million in the bank already. And even so, they're not even just sitting on the boats, sipping Mai Tais or whatever. If somebody comes up to them and says they got something for them, they're all ears and they will work that day. But they're not yeah. stuck back at home making you know, gifts they could get for five bucks off of Fiverr. They're <laughs> they're doing right. the right stuff. And if you're in the right business that really turns you on, it's going to be really hard to say that what you do is work, even though you stay very busy. I think, you know, we have to stay busy. We can't just become little slugs and yeah. lay on the floor. <laughs> you know, we, we have to do something. If we're interested in it, it's easy, because then we don't even think we're working. Yeah, and, and we have to keep on top of the changes. You know, now we've got... Uh, you know, Periscope and Facebook Live video and, you know, there's always, always something changing. Every month or so, there's always major changes going on. Uh, so, you, 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 you know, you just can't just sit on your laurels and what worked even six months ago is, is going to change. There's new tools out, right. there's new techniques. People get burnt out. They get, you know, on on uh, certain methods, and um, you know, so th- you, you've got to change. You got somebody has to be at the at the helm strategically guiding the ship, and you need you need the the uh, the you know the higher hands, uh, you know, the, your team to uh, to help you to help you with all that. There's a there's a lot going on, and uh, but you got to work your way up to it. You know, you'll first out task, which is like the fiber kind of thing, where you'll, you'll, you'll get some banners made or you'll get some, you know, a link package or whatever. And then, uh, but you've got to decide strategically which is the correct thing. You don't want to send, you know, 10,000 links to your brand new website because you're only going to get it, you know, you're going to hurt it. Um, so you've got to strategically know, understand what works so that you can guide your team. And eventually you'll have you'll have someone in a key position that will do that for you as well. You'll just say, okay, launch a site about this. And they can take that idea and they can run with it with all the parts and pieces. You know, get the copy done, the graphics, the throw up the websites, create the funnel, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, but that, that comes with time. So, so right. um, you know, when you're hiring Which someone is- and get well, let me so let me just finish right the saying, point. We, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, when you're when you're when you're really finding your your superstars, um, you can. I tell people, you know, hire ten people, give them a trial a trial task that's similar to what you want done, and then you'll find that one person who's going to be do it great, do it on time, do it, you know, be able to communicate with you, whatever. You know, you're going to have people that are going to just flake out and and. Uh, and not even, you know, not even accomplish the, the trial task that you that you did. Um, and uh, if I can, if I can uh, direct people towards uh, uh, to download a PDF on finding their superstar outsourcers, um, they can go to uh, virtualteamcoach.com and you just sign up and you will you'll get the the PDF uh, 
where this is not PLR, this is something I wrote, you know, myself out of the years of experience on how to get your superstar guys. That's what I wanted. I wanted that URL. I'll give it to him one more time. It's virtualteamcoach.com, and, uh, you know, opt in, get the PDF, and it's a, it's a great PDF, so it really help you on your uh, building your team. So if we did our job today, everybody would be wanting some more information, and, and uh, uh, there you go. So, because <laughs> I think we should have wetted some whistles today. I think we really should have. I think um, sometimes people get going along and they don't know that um, it's time to be making a change to another stage and, and another era of their business. You know, because you get so down in the details and everything for so long, and it's like, wait a minute. I'm making this much now, and I, I should have said, if I didn't say in the beginning, that once I had that, I would get my first VA, and uh, I would get myself out of some of these drudgery tasks and be able to expand more. That might be time for you. So check out Howard, um, virtualteamcoach.com, right? Yes. Excellent. Yes. Well, thank you so much Good for being job, here today. Guys. I think, yeah, I think we did it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think well, you did as well. Thanks, Howard. I, I, Always good to connect. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll see you at one of the next events coming up. And uh, I look forward, you know, look to, forward it. to it. All right. Sounds great. All right, Gina, Jack, thanks a lot. Take care, guys. I'll see you soon. Bye, you everybody. Too. Bye-bye. And Jack and Bye-bye. I will be back for our next episode of Traffic Masters. Have a great week, everybody. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters. From traffic to conversion to business success.